0: Hello and welcome to our Saturday Night SEC Live Reaction. I'm Chris Lee of Southeastern 14, joined by Blaine Gilmer. We're going to recap the day that was in the SEC and and still is. we got a couple of games that are being decided as we we do this, although Missouri might be a little more decided than it was just a few seconds ago as the Tigers have just scored a touchdown. We've got that. We've got South Carolina going on at the moment, but – Wayne, good day of, to be a Georgia Bulldog, I guess. B- bad day to be a quarterback in this league.
1: Yeah, yeah there's really the a Power Five
0: quarterback. If you want to extend that to Florida State, um, and, and maybe look this—this this was not exactly the the day we all circled for great football, but there there were some twists to this that made it, I think, more interesting than any of us had anticipated.
1: Yeah, some head-scratching games. Uh, You know, I guess we can start off with, obviously, Georgia, uh, that was kind of expected um, in terms of we thought they would play really good against Tennessee, and Tennessee wasn't playing well coming into the game. However, I think the place that deserves starting off with, Chris, and undoubtedly you probably watched more of this one than, than I did. Uh, I did – I've looked through about halfway through and saw New Mexico just new just – Laying it to New Mexico yeah. State, just laying it to Auburn, and then watched the last part of that, and it looked like when I, you know, somebody would have said, "Okay, the Aggies really laid it to Auburn." You would say, "Okay, Texas A&M beat <laughs> beat <laughs> Auburn nope. today," but it wasn't. It wasn't those Aggies. Not those it was Aggies, Aggies out west, uh, even further out west, and and Chris, they looked like the better football team all day than Auburn. Yeah, I was going to say the worst thing about
0: that for Auburn is it, was, it wasn't just getting beat. It was the box score was lopsided. So I mean, it,
1: yeah. they, they – they, I, I think they barely – I don't even know if they had 300 yards of offense total. They did. Um, but I think it was like Peyton, 214. Peyton Thorne, I think, had just over 100. Um, they, they continue, and I thought they had kind of turned a corner against – Let's all give credit to Arkansas defensively has been good this year defensively. I thought they had turned a corner a little bit Auburn had against that good Arkansas defense and had gotten a little bit more explosive, It gotten a little bit more dynamic, things of that nature. And my goodness, they just come lay an egg right here before this chris i was talking about auburn and hugh freeze i was like hey if they win this game and be seventh they've got a chance mm-hmm. in the iron bowl to shock the world win eight games and what a year that would be for hugh freeze and company first year on the plains there in auburn after that garbuckle a train wreck that was brian harson's tenure there and and this looked like a, a brian harson type game today that's what this looked like it, it's like two steps forward uh or one step forward two steps back right now for the auburn program
0: yeah, I want to want to dive into the question tonight. How many fan bases are really happy in exiting today? Because I think probably more not than so at this point. But I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that our show is presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is here as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL. College football, UFC, and NHL all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That is B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline where the game starts. Blaine, we have gotten about five minutes into this and have not mentioned the big game of the day. That was Georgia's domination of Tennessee. The Bulldogs got number one in the college football playoff and, and frankly, looking like the best team in the country as as we hit the middle to end of December.
1: Yeah, except for the first play, which uh, a 75-yard touchdown run, Jalen Wright. But, listen, they ended up, after that play, Chris, Georgia gave up 202 yards for the rest of the game. Uh, just a dominating performance. Uh, I think C.J. Allen at inside linebacker is cementing himself into the lore of these great Georgia inside linebackers, you know, going all the way back from, uh, you know, Roquan Smith really went into Kirby year and then going all the way through these guys that have come through and just been really, really productive inside linebackers. Nacobe Dean, uh Channing Tindall. of course, Jamon Dumas Johnson is hurt now. And that's why, that's why CJ Allen uh, has his opportunity. But he was all over the field. He Tyke Smith was all over the field. Um, and from that star position, just playing elite level football right now. Kamari Lassiter has made himself so much money over the last couple of weeks of what he's gonna be able to do in the NFL as a lockdown corner. So I just thought it was impressive what this defense responded. And Chris, have you seen an offense that just Looks more easygoing, but dominant at the same time as a Georgia offense. I mean, it, it's like it's not flashy, but you just can't stop it.
0: You you tweeted something out in the middle of the game about Georgia's last two teams being dominant. This team being more just methodical, take care of business. I don't know that I agree with that because this well, I mean, this I, team I today said
1: surgical, surgical. Yeah, okay, and that's
0: what it was. I don't know. This, this team is. Starting, and I guess it's not the, look, it may not be the defense that, you know, you couldn't move the ball at all uh, the couple years. I mean, but I mean, it, it's almost the point where we're starting to split hairs a little bit. The offense is so good. Carson Beck has been tremendous. Dylan Bell played out of his mind today. You got Brock Powers is, is healthy-ish, I guess. <laughs> I'll let you describe that well, one he- as you may. But I mean, it, it's a complete football team. And by the way, hey. You're right, after that opening rush by Jalen Wright, just dominated Joe Milton for Tennessee. And some of this was on Georgia. just so looked awful today. But, yes, that's, that is That is a very complete football team. Use whatever adjective you want, but it is, is not a team with with a lot of holes. And that even extends to punting where Brett Thorson still has not had a punt return against him, I think.
1: Yeah, and the, the reason I would describe it like that is because somebody – uh off of that tweet down in the comments they said hey it's more it's less sledgehammer and more it's it's more like you know just fine cuts i mean carson is just absolutely you he's unflappable you know you get pressure on him and stuff like that he find he knows where his outlet is he knows where the check down is he'll take it also Chris, this has been three games in a row now where multiple times he has picked up first downs with his legs on third down, and that's a dynamic of Carson Beck's game that I think no one really expected at this yeah. point in time. And and he's really really good in terms of in, in terms of knowing when to run and how to run. Um, listen, they've they've just got a lot of guys that that they continue to to able to get the ball to and and Dylan Bell had his breakout game this will be known as the Dylan Bell game he threw a touchdown he caught a touchdown he almost broke a kickoff return for a touchdown Had a great you know back shoulder catch you know 50-50 type ball over there got some got some carries at running back I mean the versatility with that young man and and the thing about Tennessee is they could not produce on on third down they were two of 11 on third down Georgia was nine of 13 on third down Chris they came into the into the day 55.7 percent, which was one of the best marks in the entire country and now that number has gone on gone up you know even even higher than that going nine of 13. so tremendous performance for georgia and i think right now if you're chris my, my question to you on the tennessee program and you live in the state of tennessee so you probably have a better pulse of the fan base and people around there at this point right now, at year three, where they are, fourth loss they've just accrued tonight, how do you feel that uh, Tennessee feels about the direction of its of its program under Hypel?
0: I, I didn't spend the day scouring Twitter for for all opinions on that. I, I do get the feeling that there's a little bit of frustration. My, my opinion on Tennessee all along has been that Heupel's had them ahead of schedule. I thought last year was a special year. Again, let's not forget what Jeremy Pruitt, Dragged them through all, all the scholarship losses, just bad football. Everybody being demoralized, and then coming in being a bowl team year one, being a team that had a shot at the playoff till late last year. Look, J- Joe Milton lost the job at Michigan, lost the job to Hendon Hooker. I, I know that the talent, the the physical stature, all those things, the ability to throw a ball. Hundred eighteen miles an hour. I get all that, but that does not make you a quarterback. Maybe their quarterback is on the bench. That that was a topic today. That that's some criticism. Well, and, and here's here's what I understand, and then I don't understand at the same time. Right? They, they say, well, we want to preserve Nico Maleva's red shirt. Let's talk about him getting maybe the majority of the time against Vanderbilt next week. But if he's if he's as great as he is. What are the chances he's going to be on campus for? for If he's the real deal, if he's the real
1: deal, that red shirt's not going to matter anyways. I mean, he's going to be gone after two years, so that is a uh, as as Prime likes to say, that's that's some bull junk, you know. But that's that's what that's what Deion Sanders says. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So I think it was apparent early on uh, that Joe Milton shouldn't have been the guy uh yeah and and i think that they should have made the change and i i don't know if they it was just the fact that they didn't feel that that uh nico if they couldn't protect him or if they couldn't um you know they didn't want to expose him early or something like that but eventually these guys who are you know five-star quarterbacks they they come to play and and they want to yeah. they want to be be there to play so he's gonna play next year might as well run him out there against vandy like you said next week but I was shocked that we didn't see him at some point in that second half uh, for Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I I was. I mean, I guess at this point, if you're going to, if you've already got that much in it, you're going to lose the game anyway. Then, then I, I mean, I, I sort of get it, but I don't really, I think we're on the same page on that one. By the way, I think South Carolina has probably just won this Kentucky game. There's a strip sack and Tonka Hemingway got a pick. So. South Carolina will have the ball to try to run the clock out with about two minutes left.
1: Yeah, and I I picked South Carolina to win this game because it Kentucky Kentucky's just playing, I think, with a lot of apathy. I mean, it's like it's like they've they've the fight is gone, and 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 I don't yeah. understand that out of a Mark Stoops team. Uh, the the physicality's not there. Um, the, I think the discipline on the back end of that defense isn't there at times, and and that's just. You know it's a, it's one of those deals Chris where once you we saw this with uh we saw this with Mark Rick at Georgia right and I'm I'm making a I know Kentucky's not where where Georgia was even during the Mark Rick time but once you've been there and you've had success and you the message the same message for years 10 years or more eventually it starts to turn a little bit stale and there's got to be an op, you know yeah. there may be time for a change and I'm not saying they would fire Mark Stoops what I'm saying is does Mark Stoops say, "Hey, I've done what I can do here. There's many good coaching opportunities open out there. Uh, you know, whether it's Michigan State, Texas A&M, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Do you think somebody comes knocking in after these kind of results, the last couple of games? You think he's more liable to listen?" Well, I mean, he's he's made the NIL comments. You know, that didn't yeah. sit well with people
0: up there. I Man, I get it. It it reminds me a little bit. And this is a football audience, but there'll be people here that get this. The one that reminds me of a little bit is, if, to use a basketball analogy, it reminds me a little bit of Kevin Stallings and Vanderbilt. Like Vanderbilt's yeah. not seen anywhere near the the heights in basketball that it saw with Kevin Stallings. And that fan base, and I think at the time it, it felt rightfully so, got upset. They would get to the NCAA tournament, get upset by somebody in the first round. There just never was a lot of postseason run there to get people excited. And and Kevin Stallings didn't help himself by being kind of a jerk, too, which I don't know if that's an analogy with Mark Stoops here, but there was a little more to it than just that. But, I mean, Savannah will Kevin
1: Stallings, and, and it hasn't been close to it ever since. You know who Kevin Stallings uh, physically reminded me of? Kevin from The Office? No. So remember, remember on Home Alone, the uncle? The the cheap uncle that that got mad at Kevin and said, I think "Look so. what you did, you little brat over there when he knocked the stuff all over the air, airline tickets and stuff like that." That's who Kevin Stallings reminded me of, but that's a side yeah. note here.
0: You never know where this is going to go. But uh, yeah, it. I that's mean back back to, back to Tennessee, yeah. but back, back. Well, I guess we're talking Tennessee and Kentucky. I I just. I don't know. Be careful what you wish for, guys. And and I think the frustration with Tennessee, I know they've been an elite program. They want to get back there. Georgia's in a historic run. 28 games in a row they've won. I think that's an all-time SEC record. Did they tie it, it today? Alabama. It was? Alabama
1: had done it twice before.
0: I mean, and, and to do it right now in the midst of all this craziness with NIL and the portal and everything, and it, it, it's crazy. But I, I don't know. I think that any – any frustration towards Josh Heupel to seems seems to me a little misplaced in light of what he has done in three years. He's had them interesting and relevant for the most part. Yeah, they've they've been awful against good teams this year, but this was supposed to be kind of their reset this year. And if Nico Amaleva is the the thing they think he is, and if they continue to recruit well, get players in the portal, and have a a, a pretty stout NIL, all of which. Have been things for the Vols lately. I, I think this is a program that's going to be relevant for a while and, and,
1: and probably pretty good more often than not. The problem with Tennessee is I don't know if how close they are to being good enough up front to be able yeah. to do what they want to do. Even times, even at times last year, it was Hendon Hooker and it was Jalen Hyatt and it was those backs making some special plays even when Tennessee didn't block as well. I think you're seeing the teams that are starting to make that jump, Chris, that that are becoming uh, higher-tier teams in the SEC are the ones that have really gotten more physical at the point of attack, Missouri being one of those. Now, Mm -hmm. I will say this. I've got to give Florida a lot of credit in terms of the physicality that they have brought to this game. Whether they win or lose, I'm telling you one thing, Florida has – brought its hard hat and has punched uh Missouri in the mouth tonight in order in in terms of the physicality point. I thought that this was a game, you go back and look at the Arkansas game for Florida. Uh you look at the the Georgia game. I mean you look at, at many different contests um for Florida that Kentucky and there was times where they just they just physically got dominated and owned tonight. Uh Florida has been going toe to toe with with Missouri and you know a good rushing night, two hundred and sixteen yards rushing. So uh, you know, I think I think that, that's something to commend Billy Napier and his his squad. Some of that I think was
0: Ricky Pearsall, wasn't it? On that, that reverse uh may- was that a screen so.
1: pass? Uh I'm not I don't think I am looking at the box score right now, but I've been watching this game and watching Montreal Johnson. Um Ricky Pearsall did have a thirty nine yard run, but still you're you're talking about yeah. Uh, Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne averaging seven yards a carry tonight. Chris, that's impressive.
0: By the way, I buried Kentucky too early. The the Cats got the ball back and are moving it a little bit, although I think they've got, I don't know, 30 yards to field goal range, 35. Almost got that one picked. I'd actually flipped away from Missouri. I thought when they went up nine, that was hit because Florida's on, what, its third quarterback tonight? Yeah, they're the first
1: two. Yeah, I know Mertz went out with a shoulder. Now you've got Brown in. Um, so, and he fumbled an a, exchange with a running back. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be. And then after that, that's when Theo Weese went on the 77 uh, yard strike for the, for a touchdown. So I think it's going to be interesting. To see, uh, he, here's the, here's the thing going back, kind of bring this full circle back to Georgia. You look at what's happening with Missouri tonight. Missouri, a better team than Florida, getting all they want, uh, at home. You, you look at, um, Kentucky, who has a better roster than South Carolina, and and they're they're getting beat. All I go to say that is, you see how impressive and how hard it is to do what Georgia's doing in the SEC twenty eight straight games because you can have a off night a down yes. night at any point in time, and they've been able to just continue to put one foot right in front of the other. And um, Kirby Smart was asked the question in his press conference, Chris. They said, "Hey, what you know? Are is there what are you elite at?" what are you elite at and he said taking a punch we are elite at taking a punch and we can respond when things don't go our way and i thought that was i thought that was a, a very astute comment from the head coach knowing hey i'm not going to say that we're elite at anything but we are elite at responding to adversity
0: sorry okay that was t- i was watching devin leary and confused how he missed a wide open guy but i think the ball got tipped um no he's he's right it, it <laughs> George, it's, it's almost comical. The last thing you want to do is, is score a quick touchdown on them to start the game.
1: Yeah, it, well, somebody asked about that. They said, Coach, first play, he said, yeah, I told Schumann they're going to score on the first drive anyway, so might as well just get it over quick and let them score on that first play. <laughs> that Kirby having a little sense of humor in his press conference there, saying, hey, just go ahead and – Get it over quick, let them score a 75 yard touchdown if they're gonna score on the first play and and then go. So uh so but Georgia able to respond and come back. And you know, I think that I think there's a lot of uh a lot of SEC teams out there that are struggling to find that that identity um to be able to say, Hey, when things don't go right, this is what we can respond with and hang our hat on to come back. Not many teams have those answers. Yeah, Georgia has those answers right now.
0: They're they're just prepared for everything. But by the way, Tonka Hemingway's just knocked down a fourth down pass. He had a heck of a last two minutes in that game, and um, South Carolina's going to snap it once and run off the clock. So now we now we keep an eye on Missouri
1: and Florida to finish here. Also, keep an eye on Washington up by two. Uh, oh, okay. At at Oregon State because uh, that directly impacts both Alabama and Georgia if Washington stays. Uh, undefeated you know it would depend on how things go out there so I think everybody's kind of rooting for a little bit of chaos chaos at this time um, but Oregon State has the ball there's about five minutes left and they're uh, they're they've so the second and 10 I think they're somewhere in their own own territory but they just have to get in field goal range to to go up on Washington here in Corvallis yeah well um, they got they got chaos with the weather out there tonight yeah it was raining a lot man and then Texas, yep. Texas is yep. in a close one with uh, Iowa State as well, I believe. So a lot and of Campbell's uh, had a really great job with that team, by the way. Yeah, but and it and it looked bleak uh, last year. I mean, it looked like okay. Matt Campbell went from being the name that you see for all these jobs, Chris, out there to being okay. Is he going to get fired at Iowa State? That's how that's how quick it turned on to him, and now he's he's kind of turned that around a little bit.
0: Well, he's he's lost some key players with those gambling situations, I believe. Several key players.
1: Weird, weird how Iowa State and Iowa were both, just yeah. implicated by that. But you know, you you would think that would be a little bit more widespread thing. But the state of Iowa got hit hard with that. Yeah, maybe they've got a zealous attorney general or something. I don't
0: know. Uh, let's see. Florida is driving-ish. I guess it's a good way to put it. Oh, they're past midfield. Okay. I can't believe Florida's still
1: in this game. It does seem weird that that it seems like Missouri has been a little bit more dominant in than what they what they have been, but it you look at the yardage, uh, Florida 454 yards right now, 441 for Missouri, passing, uh, you know, okay day for Brady Cook, 14 of 24, not as efficient as as he would probably want to be. Um, and in rushing florida i said has owned the, the point of attack there and that's uh, that's been kind of the the thing that's when florida can run the football well when billy napier's offense is able to have that running element and then they can set up the the play action which helps those receivers who are not elite receivers for florida but when they can uh you know have the 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 benefit of the play action to help them separate chris then that that florida offense is is Potent. It's able to. It's able to do some things, but it's all predicated on being able to run the ball. And tonight, they've been able to against a Missouri team. Who, Chris? I, I mean, who knows that they they did. They played pretty good defense against Georgia. They played really good defense against Tennessee. And now, oh my goodness, uh, tonight not been great. You'll have to give me okay. I, I,
0: I thought Florida doesn't have a backup quarterback, and now their third guy. I don't even know who this is.
1: Is it Jack, Brown. Jackson Brown, Charlie Brown, Brown? I
0: don't know, but he just he just took Charlie. an option keeper and went about twenty five or thirty yards to put them
1: squarely within field goal range. So, and then Oregon State uh, right now is they're they're driving as our man Andy Stowe. Andy Stoves is telling us over here, so y'all keep us updated because we're trying to we're trying to do the show. We're also also watching games and things like that. But Chris, other than the, I want to circle back to, to Auburn with that loss to New Mexico State. Um, do you think this derails any kind of momentum uh, for Hugh Freeze in terms of the future going forward, or you just say, hey, this is a fluky first year thing, kind of like you know Saban lost to ULM. Uh, first year at Alabama, Georgia lost yeah. to Vanderbilt. Kirby's first year is that just part par for the course type deal?
0: I, I don't know. Somebody brought up the Saban ULM thing today, and I think it was the exact same week before they played the Iron Bowl. I mean, and I, I don't. I mean, Auburn will come to play that game. We know that. I I don't know. There's been a lot of question. A lot of people who covered Ole Miss, I, I think, have. Thought that Hugh Freeze was kind of losing it, and that if he had kept his job, he would have lost it by on the field stuff. I guess is a good way to put it, as I understand it. That that the, the bill was coming due for whatever, and and they were about to take a downturn, and and that got him bailed out a little bit. I don't know if that's true or not. He's recruited very well.
1: It he is a little interesting to me how. Now.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's what I mean. It it is. Little odd to me that they didn't get more out of Peyton Thorn this year after he's done some good things at Michigan State before. I, I don't. I really don't know what to think. To be honest, I mean Hugh Freeze's track record has been good, so I guess if you had to make me pick a side, I'll we'll take that one.
1: We do need to uh, circle around and talk about Shane Beamer because uh, I assume that one's gone final, right? Uh, presuming that they ran out the clock and they did yeah
0: I don't, I, that was not a really pretty game tonight
1: was not a pretty game but it gets south carolina one game closer to bowl eligibility with clemson coming to town uh and that that is a much more winnable yeah. game i think than it's been in years past so uh yeah. listen i think that shane beamer has a lot of antics and a lot of a lot of things that he personally can work on as a head coach, but hey, you, you got to give him credit for getting his team uh, more motivated than Kentucky tonight. And also, Spencer Rattler, um when, while he wasn't anywhere near as good as he's been for a large portion of this year, I do think that you know, obviously, he did enough, was able to get and things like that, and uh, you know, to to be able to to pull this one out. And that Williams Bryce atmosphere probably. Uh, you got to give those fans a lot of credit because it doesn't matter, Chris. If if South Carolina is the sorriest, sad sack in the SEC at different times, These fans, fans show up and they are allowed.
0: I would not in a million years have thought that both teams would be under 300 yards total offense tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy that that I get people who were taking the under. I guess in this game. Uh, if Brian Edwards, I don't know if Brian Edwards uh, here at Southeastern 14 told you to take the under, but if he did, you should have listened to him because it was a it was a it was a low low scoring one. Yeah, here's something interesting from that game.
0: This is the fourth straight game that Ray Davis was under 100 yards rushing.
1: Yeah, offensive line. I mean, I mean, it's, it's yeah. offensive line woes. Not that they're as hurt as they were last year, but they just don't. They just don't dominate at times like they like they did earlier in the year. I don't know if it's the the if it is you know maybe an injury here or there tweaking the offensive line things like that. It's just it's just a little crazy that that's how that's how it's gone down for this Kentucky and also people are dedicating numbers to the box, Chris, and they're they're saying hey they're trying to make Kentucky one dimensional because they you know Devin Leary has just not lived up to. My expectations to Liam Cohen's expectations to anybody's expectations. And then when he has, when he has delivered the ball well, those receivers have had major problems. Dane Key with another fumble tonight. Uh, Last week it was Barry and Brown fumbling the ball uh, against Alabama. The wide receiver position for Kentucky has been uh, a just absolute disappointment this year. Did you see the Debo Williams hit on Devin Leary tonight? I didn't see that one.
0: That was controversial. I I thought when I watched it, maybe I just don't know what targeting is anymore, but he, he didn't get ejected for that one.
1: Well, you know, and it wasn't and called on
0: the, the field either. Uh, they called a personal foul, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to read the rule book more carefully,
1: but that one looked. Well, we you know we go back to the Dallas Turner hit on Jaden Daniels a couple of weeks ago. For all the world, we probably thought that would have been a targeting call with the way it's been adjudicated over the last couple of years. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how how things like that go moving forward. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to play in such a fashion where you take the refs out of it, even a bad call, uh, you know, here or there. And you know, there's there's a few teams that are doing that right now. Georgia's one of them. I think Alabama's another one. Uh, you know, but there's there's not many teams that can kind of control the truly control the the outcome of a ball game because they dominate you so well. And I think um, Georgia is just getting it done on both sides of the line of scrimmage right now.
0: Okay, are you watching Missouri-Florida? Because Eli – or excuse me, Billy Napier's got a very interesting call here. It's third and 12 on, I don't know, the 17-ish of Missouri. If you kick a field goal, I don't know how how much of a given that is with Trey Smack or isn't. But let's say you hit it. Let's say you throw the ball here, you stop the clock, you give Missouri a buck 40 to go down and, and try to beat you with the field goal, which we've seen Harrison Meavis do this year. Well, he just ran out of bounds. So he okay, stopped. well,
1: you're ahead of me. <laughs> the – so
0: oh why that's he, he, Yeah, definitely.
1: he ran out of bounds and that's definitely not what you want to do to stop the clock for Missouri. To so the wide he,
0: side of the field too. And Billy Napier's got this look on his face like yeah, that's not what we drew up here. That's Montreal Johnson too, who's played for him for 3 years.
1: Yeah, that 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 was that was rough. So um so I, now I don't you know. get
0: it at the at the near hash. You give Missouri time. I don't know. I, I was I was just thinking like, did they did they try to throw a pass with the third string quarterback? I probably would not have done it. I probably would have banked on trying to kick the field goal here.
1: Yeah. And, and so hope now your
0: defense can hold on.
1: So now Missouri is going to be down one, and they've got one thirty six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy Stowe says one fifty two left uh, for uh, Washington. Just got a first down. Oregon doesn't have time. Oregon State doesn't have time out. So uh, Washington's going to. Washington's going to hold on there in uh, in Corvallis, so that's a big development in terms of the playoff picture. They stay undefeated, and it looks like now a Pac-12 team will probably position themselves because, Chris, we haven't talked about the – we talked briefly about the Jordan Travis injury, but Jordan Travis gets hurt oh. for Florida State. And now with this Florida team playing this way, yeah. they got to go to – Florida State has to go to Florida without Jordan Travis. Uh that could be a that could be a big deal uh, in, in that, and that could have a big impact on the Florida State and the ACC's chance of having a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I have I have no idea what Florida State's got behind Jordan Travis. That
1: injury was awful. Yeah, if, if you was,
0: didn't see it and you're squeamish, don't watch it.
1: Yeah, uh, Tate Tate Rodemaker. He's from the state of Georgia. He went in, you know, played well, got him, uh, got him, you know, up comfortably on, uh, got him up comfortably on North Alabama after North Alabama jumped out to a 13 nothing lead uh i i am pretty sure it was a dislocated ankle for for Jordan Travis is probably what it looked like to me dislocated ankle or badly broken leg and so now even moving forward Chris the the college football playoff committee will take into account Florida State not having Jordan Travis i'm t- I'm, t- I'm saying like going forward if all things are even between two teams they may say, "Well, is Florida State really one of the top four teams in the country yeah. without your starting quarterback?" And I think that's—I hate it. I mean, this is
0: one of these situations where I'd rather have the twelve-team playoff and just let them in and figure it out and let them get what they've earned. But I get it.
1: So my thing is, if you've got a if you got a, a a Georgia team, let's say that's mowed through all their heavy competition and they go down to Atlanta, and let's say something crazy happens and Alabama were to beat them on a last-second field goal, you're telling me the Georgia team that just won whatever at that point it would be 29 straight games wouldn't be better than a Florida State team without Jordan Travis going forward. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I think
0: think they would be. I just think the committee, my guess is they wouldn't want to – be faced with the optics of doing that but yeah so it's going to be an a gut level reaction
1: oh no i i mean I, I and then you got texas this year who they're trying to hold on against iowa state i believe they're up 26 to 20 26 16 iowa state's got the ball uh so you know they're probably going to hold on in that one so i i just don't think there's many teams in the country playing playing better than Georgia and Alabama right now. And I think it we're gonna see that in a couple of weeks, Chris. And I think it's gonna be a treat. All right. Missouri has gotten
0: to about midfield. Uh, forty. Okay. What's what's field goal? Let's see that he
1: kicked a sixty one yarder. Yeah. Mavis so doesn't have, too far I mean, he field doesn't have range a field goal range at this point. He doesn't yeah. have a range. He just you know you get I it think within he's seventy. Better from he's sixty think. than he is from thirty. You get it within oh, seventy. The, the thicker kicker's gonna take a whack at it. You know. We'll yeah s- yeah see how that goes. But they're they're going backwards right now. Uh, so I don't know that it, how how but big of a gut punch would this be to Eli Drinkwitz and company after playing such good ball against you know uh, Georgia being right on the precipice of of a, you know maybe winning that game and then just destroying Tennessee. Here's the thing too. My, my uh, grandfather always used to say about certain people, Chris, when, when something would happen, he'd say, just can't handle prosperity. Can't handle prosperity. And that's a, that's a tough deal to think. You got to learn how to win. And, and I had a high school coach that used to tell me all the time, the true measure of, of greatness is consistency. And, yeah. you know, this is the difference between being a good team in Missouri and being a great team.
0: Let's see, other games today. Arkansas beat Florida International 44-20. Oh, that almost got picked. Um, we talked about Auburn, New Mexico State. Texas A&M handled Abilene Christian 38-10, to although that was interesting for most of the first half. Mississippi State beat Southern Miss 41-20, played two quarterbacks again. on Miss took care of business against Monroe. Uh, Alabama beat lead, Chattanooga. Man. And then LSU's
1: clobbering Georgia State with Jaden Daniels having another stellar game. Had the stats game for Jaden Daniels. He's really trying to drive that Heisman case up, and he'll have an yeah. opportunity to do that against Texas A&M next week as well because that'll be his last game before the bowl game. But he had a fourth and 17 desperation deal for yeah, last gasp.
0: Yeah, that would – I mean, losing this one I think would knock – Missouri out of a New Year's Six Bowl.
1: 100%. I mean, you can't lose to a Florida team that just has been raked over the coals against uh, quality opponents. And you do it at home, uh, yeah, you're definitely losing your New Year's Six bid. Fourth and (laughs) – it would be fourth and 17. They're taking a timeout. I
0: think you're ahead of me. So, yeah, don't – I want to watch this on my own. But let's see. um, What other – Yeah, Mississippi State. That that wasn't the prettiest of wins, but well, uh, Will Rogers was back. Yeah, he was. It wasn't great,
1: but that was good some to see. Was awful, I mean, by the way. They had some. They had some semblance of an offense, at least. He was able to throw the forward pass. You know, uh, unlike Mike Wright. I mean, you know, they were able to utilize some some modern football there. Any way they make that game against Ole Miss interesting?
0: I mean, I mean, other other than being a rivalry game, I don't see it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they would. It would have to be a deal where, you know, like they did today, force a couple turnovers uh, early. You know, just sell out with with Jet Johnson and uh, Boogie Watson of, of stopping the run, and then hoping you can play well enough on the back end. But they've been terrible on the back end, so I'm not sure um, if that's a recipe even to do it. But it's going to be, uh, you know, interesting to see Will Rogers and, and company go go about things uh, in that last. Missouri's got some life. Yeah, I wasn't even watching. What what happened? Tell me. They, it hit, they it. hit
0: it for first down, and now they're they're well, they there at the forty. So that would be from here fifty seven yards. They're they're still throwing the ball. That one's going out of bounds. So yeah, look, it looks to me like boring a turnover. Harrison Nevis is going to get a shot to win this.
1: Old thicker kicker. Is so, it, it
0: Theo Weiss? I couldn't tell.
1: I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not sure. I don't want to say anything because you're uh, either ahead or behind me. But yeah, Theo Weiss, I think just caught the ball inside the the 30 yard line. They're gonna spike it okay. right here. Yeah, you're you're Probably. ahead of
0: me. I was looking at the play before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if they're at the 30, then that's
1: comfortably within Meevis range. They're not even. They're not even. Wait. Okay. Mavis is like walking around like he's looking for no. a hero sandwich or something on the sideline. Like he's over there. Just <laughs> he's he's chomping at the bit to get out there. They. I, I think they're going to try to run another play. Um, I. I think he, I would too. But he's over here. He's no, over there. Like, yeah. Thro- frothing at the mouth to get out there and kick. And they did. They, they got okay. way close. So I'll uh, I'll wait on I'll wait on you, but I'm telling you that uh, it looks like uh, Meavis is going to have a manageable field goal here. But as you said, Chris, before he kicks this but I don't know. He's been a lot better on the bombs than he has the the sand wedge. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 better with the driver than he is with the <laughs> the approach to the green.
0: Are you a little surprised they threw it there when you've got Cody Schrader? And you can just keep it close.
1: Well, they they don't have a timeout. They they would okay. have had to well run that that was snap. the next yeah. question. So they have a timeout. And they don't. So never mind. Yeah, they, that they they wouldn't have got the snap off. But Napier has a timeout and he took one. So um, okay, ice the kicker there. So we'll see see what happens. I but don't know
0: why my feed is so far
1: behind. Can you hit the forward? Is it is it like log? No, I mean I just think my
0: this is an eternal problem I've had. My stream is behind everybody else's from this TV.
1: It's all right, I called my dad earlier. He he told me about a fumble in the Oregon State game before I ever saw it. So I don't, I don't know it's like. It's like everything's everybody's uh, streaming stuff is is at different levels now. But overall before this kick goes uh one way or another, Chris just parting kind of thoughts on SEC week 12. What what are you and, and going into rivalry week and stuff like that next week? Uh just amazed with Georgia. Yeah. Amazed.
0: I mean, I was I was gonna tell the starter. I think Georgia had twelve different guys get a reception or a rush today. Well, and and um, that that's outside the quarterback. So, all right, now we're, now we're kicking the field goal.
1: I'll wait on you.
0: <laughs> and he got it. That's right down. Yeah, the Yeah, he made
1: it. He made it be the thicker kicker uh, pulls Missouri. They snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. There, Chris is is, is as yeah. we like to say.
0: Okay, so l- let's look at next week. Florida, Florida State, suddenly, unfortunately, very interesting. very interesting. I say unfortunately because I I hate to see that
1: with Jordan. Oh, Travis that was terrible. Awful. That was a terrible. I mean, really, prayers for Jordan Travis because that kind of injury could could cause bigger problems down the road. I mean, it was it was ugly.
0: If I recall, Georgia Tech made the Georgia game a little more
1: interesting last year than most of us would have thought.
0: But Georgia's just
1: playing on another level right now. I agree. I agree. But it is hard. I don't care who you are. It is hard to keep your mind from going towards Alabama when you have a team that you know you should kick in the teeth with Georgia Tech. And you have to remember, Buster Faulkner, who was intimately involved in that Georgia program for the last few years, is the OC at at Georgia Tech. So he's going to know a lot about that team. and. Uh, we'll see you just can't go sleepwalking but uh but yeah they should handle business
0: Kentucky at Louisville uh if Louisville went and won at Miami today i would have yeah i, I, I think Louisville would like be to be see Kentucky mid- playing better if they're going to have a chance uh south carolina clemson fe- feels like it feels like another carolina upset to be honest with you
1: yeah barn burner i think it's going to be a high scoring uh you know just just you know, back and forth fight between South Carolina and Clemson.
0: Let's see. Tennessee will name the score next week and gets Fandy. Alabama, Auburn, who knows? Alabama will win, but
1: can Auburn make it interesting?
0: And LSU A and M.
1: Yeah, that's all that's always a back and forth game. I will say this. I think In the young quarter the young quarterback for uh for AM, uh I think it's Henderson, uh slinging that thing left another lefty he, he's playing pretty well so we'll see how see how that goes and then Jaden daniels can't that's going to be one of the best wouldn't you think that's one of the better defenses other than alabama and then i guess florida state early that uh Jaden daniels has faced all year yeah i mean and, so. and
0: i think there's there's he's gonna be legitimately being the heisman conversation there was some talk about that on the broadcast tonight and taking the the Tim Tebow path to winning it. I mean, I, I guess it, it seems reasonable to me. But you, you wonder how the voters are going to react. I think Michael Penix winning a game in the rain tonight is certainly not going to hurt him at all against a good Oregon State team. I don't know what the final yeah. numbers were, but if you watch the game, I don't think a lot of dudes would be putting up numbers in that. Okay, Florida has thrown an incomplete pass, Missouri wins. So the, the Tigers will stay... At two losses and and have a a shot to and go to ten wins next week against Arkansas
1: on on a Friday they play on Friday uh, at Arkansas and they'll have a chance like you said yeah. ten win season I mean that's the uh, year six still out in front of them so uh, what a what a contest that'll be remember we'll have the the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving it's on Thanksgiving night so that'll be that'll always be fun you get a lot of turkey in you uh, and try not to pass out watching the Egg Bowl you know what I'm saying. Why is that Arkansas game always on Friday? I've never understood that. I don't know. Black Friday, I guess. They, they're just making a holiday out of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Don't know what they're, what they're doing over there. But it's, uh, get a little spotlight on it, and then uh, it's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. And as always, we enjoy breaking down SEC football for you guys.
0: Yeah, let's see. Unbeatens, we got Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and – who else?
1: Florida State. Is Liberty still undefeated? Ah, uh, good question. They were playing really well, so. Jamie Chadwell. Yeah, they're a little UMass today, 49, 25. Jamie Chadwell, a name that you need to keep in mind for that Mississippi yeah. State job. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 really eyeing him a lot over there too. So um that that, that could be an interesting move. But uh James Mass is no
0: longer undefeated. So for those of you keeping score on those things. Yeah. App State,
1: App State does it again. So, are yep, they give Chris, one you more, play here? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. It, it, there they is one, one second left. Yeah, after Eli Drinkwitz has already been hugging people and everything like that, and they're gonna have one play. How? <laughs> yeah. This would be this would be awful if you were Missouri and and, they, and Florida hit a hail mary to beat you. I mean, just they don't. Even, there's a Missouri there's a Missouri trainer trying to give people helmets. They don't even know whose helmets who. They've already collected helmets from people. <laughs> they, they, this this could be this could be a garbuckle. It could be it could be awful. Be like the um, the Bluegrass Miracle. Remember that one. Yeah, it could be like that. Or it could be like uh the you know, when the band ran out on the field at Cal Stanford. I mean, who yeah. who knows what's gonna happen here? It's crazy. The coordinators no in Kentucky but the Bluegrass Listen, miracle still cracks me up. The coordinators are not even in the box. The coordinators have already left the box. So they I mean, goodness gracious, there's all kinds of chaos. Going hey, I'm on. just
0: gonna tell you if, if if the defense needs instructions on this play, then
1: then God help you. I'd put Luther Burden in the end zone and just, yeah, say, "Go catch it, Luther! Luther. You you knock it down." Well, this is even close enough for a for a Oh, and they 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 caught it. They laddered it one time and then they got him. So Missouri okay. has officially won. All that for. All that. All for right, Nathan. Blaine.
0: In any any sweeping takeaways, I, I gave you. Mine on on Georgia. You know the Auburn thing is another one. I I wonder how much that damages Hugh Freeze at Auburn. That's not the the most patient of fan bases, as you know, which is that makes Auburn no different than most of the league. But
1: I think it's the gap between elite and good yeah. in the SEC right now. It's it's wider than I think it's been in a long time. Um, I really think Georgia and Alabama are. Head and shoulders above the rest of the league, and it's it's not even close. Now this is interesting.
0: Our friend SEC football, who's been a regular here, Josh Heupel or Billy Napier fight first. Now that that is interesting to me, because you know my stance on that. I, I think Josh Heupel's done a phenomenal job. I think any any talk that he's not the guy is, is foolish. But um, the, the the fan base may feel differently.
1: I think Billy Napier. I don't. I just don't see Napier making it after next year i think they'll keep him but that 2024 schedule you go and look at it it is awful i mean it is awful all right any
0: more parting thoughts
1: nope i'm ready for rivalry week and uh just to get one one week closer to the sec championship game
0: yeah and and by the way uh a lot of you out there basketball fans we have um doing a lot of basketball coverage blake and i did a basketball pod about last night speaking of the Florida they just had a big weekend this weekend killing Florida yeah. State in uh, in the hoops so there's yeah, that I, I, and we're, we've been covering that for for folks out there who are interested in that we are we're uh, already underway with a lot of basketball coverage here
1: yeah they did uh chris and and blake leveled. i think they and max Barr, all these guys i think they they cover SEC basketball better than anybody out there so make sure you're subscribing like and turn on notification all that kind of stuff uh here on SEC on Southeastern 14 for SEC basketball coverage baseballs coming after that we're going to keep doing football year round even in the even in the spring with coaching changes transfer portal recruiting all that kind of stuff so make sure you're tuned in right here for all of it
0: yeah we'll be breaking down football games uh, I'll be I'll be on a plane to Colorado in the morning, so I'll be doing some shows from he's, Pac-12 country this week or Big Ten country or whatever, whatever
1: it is yeah, now. He's he's going to see Dion, everybody. He's going to he's, he's going. To, I won't. I won't Prime. be
0: far from Dion. I've never been to that campus, Um, but I but I need to. Maybe maybe I'll make it happen. They have a home Absolutely.
1: game. He's, he's gonna. I don't know. He's gonna go interview Prime. Uh, Chris, Chris Lee sits down with Dion Sanders. It coming to you soon on Saturday. He wants scared. the am job. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't right. get talk to him about the Texas AM job.
0: We will we will have some well, we'll have a good bit of content this week. It's it's a holiday week, so it'll be a little bit different, but uh, I know we'll be doing live shows. I think Monday and Tuesday at eleven Central. We'll be doing our previews
1: in the morning again, basketball stuff. Dennis the yeah. typical Georgia fan, basketball with a throw up emoji. She's she, she's not excited about it. You, you
0: know, they're not. They're not bad. I know the Miami game was a disappointment on on Saturday, but or, or when was that? Friday. Yeah, they're but gonna uh, they're gonna have a good Miami's team. Gonna do that they're to a lot of people. people. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. All right, thank you all for watching. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't. Hit the like button. Those things help our analytics. Tell a friend. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. And thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.